0: One. Seems as though my original post is pretty popular, despite me just talking about how bored I am with this job. Well, it turns out, I guess it didn't make it scary enough for most people. So to fix it, I thought I would tell you guys a story from my second week of working at the Half Price Voodoo Shop, as a reward for you guys liking it so much. Well, just in case you have no idea who I am, and it's done across this post before my last one, my name is Travis. And I work at Old King Creel's half price food shop. I run as desk clerk, and overall just do my best to keep up with all the weird shit that happens here. Like what happened when I just started working here. I had punched in like any other day before, stabbing a pin into that doll template that just stares at me all day from the spot it's on the counter. At this point, I was still struggling, struggling in vain to keep the counter clean. But alas... To no avail, so I resigned myself to just fuck around on my phone until I saw some form of life. Travis, my boy, Kim was my boss and owner of this fine establishment, King Creole himself. How's the job been treating you? He asked, his stitched-up lips curved into a smile as he came around the corner and wrapped an arm around me, causing me a decent amount of discomfort. As I mentioned before. King Creel has button and eyes, a stitched-up mouth, and a head being kept on his shoulders by some stitches. He always wears a nice black suit with a dark purple tie and a top hat. Yes, even indoors. And yes, I know he looks ridiculous. But look, man, I'm trying to get this job as long as possible. So don't screw this for me. It's going okay, Mr. Creole, I said awkwardly. Still at this point... Weirded out by his looks and unnaturally chalk-white skin, he nodded happily to me and gave me a good smack on the back, getting a loud oof out of me. Fantastic to hear, son. Now remember, they come asking for a wish. Just come get fetch old King Creole, and I'll be right on over. He hummed happily. Finally letting go of me and standing back, I nodded, since that was really the only thing I didn't have to do here. By the way, I think one of the dolls is missing, I pointed out to him, pointing towards the wall of voodoo dolls that goes from the floor to the ceiling. Each of them is of a di- different design, and a, of a different person, so if one goes missing, there's usually a reason. Oh, well, I'll be, he hummed, almost happy as his button eyes turned back to me and... He gave me a yellow-toothed smile behind his stitches. I expect a customer will come in today, he chuckled, walking past me and patting me on the shoulder, his hand cold as ice, giving me a bit of a shiver as he vanished to the office in the back. I sat my butt down on the uncomfortable stool and sat behind the counter and went back to looking at my phone, periodically peeking at the doll on a counter and turning it back over wherever, whenever it somehow managed to turn and look at me. About an hour into my shift, the old rusty bell on the door clang, clanged, signalling me to get off my phone as quickly as, as quickly, I hit it and looked over to the customer. It was a girl about my age, maybe a year older. She looked around at the place a bit disgusted by all the cobwebs, quickly coming close to me. Luckily, she didn't look at the dolls since their gaze followed her as she came up to the counter. Welcome to Old King Creel's Half Price food Shop. That's for my best I do actually want to be here voice. What can I help you with? I asked her putting my hands on the counter and looking down to make sure it wasn't too dusty. Hi, um... The sign outside said free wishes? She asked me with a raised brow. She seemed like the sporty kind of person. How did I know this? Because she was wearing her workout gear in the middle of fall. She obviously was jogging and saw our sign. How exactly does that work? She asked me. Yeah, I gotta get my boss to handle that. Wait here, I'll go get him. I asked her. And she nodded, still a bit skeptical about this place, and I don't really blame her about her about it about that at all. If I'm being honest, getting off my stool, I stretched a bit and made my way over to the king's office, flinching whenever, when whenever I was in the basement, started, started pounding on the door again. At this point, I was still afraid of it, so I just quickly ran past it in, to the boss man's office. Knocking three times, like I always, like I was always told. Hey, Mr. Creel? We have someone here asking about a wish, I said, receiving silence from the office. Raising a brow, I tried again, knocking another three times to get a response. All the response I got was the girl at the counter screaming. <laughs> I saw my boss standing at the counter. Looking back at the office and over to the counter, I sh- scratched my head. At how the hell he had gotten over there so quickly, but ultimately resigned myself to it just being not worth my time to think about. I do apologize for styling you, darling, King Creel hummed, taking off his hat and putting it to his chest. I do forget sometimes that my appearance does frighten the, f- the faint of heart, he hummed with a chuckle. Yeah, I had the same reaction to that girl had when I first saw him. It's a little early for Halloween, the girl pouted, backing away from him, <laughs> and I can imagine really thinking the idea of coming in here. I would have blamed her if she had left right there would have saved me the trouble of cleaning up afterwards. What can I do for you, Melissa? My boss asked, putting his hat back on his back on a messy mat of black hair. He owned and putting his hands out in front of him, obviously throwing the girl off. By knowing her name, she looked at him, at to me as if to see if I was having some reaction. I just shrugged at her. He did the same thing to me. I didn't want. I didn't know what she wanted. Well, she began looking back at him and pers- pursing her lips in thought. What does asking for a wish entail? She asked him, crossing her arms at him. Not a bad question. To ask my own honest opinion. Ah, well, you ask little old me for a wish, and I'll grant it for you. Know whose strings attached. He hummed, holding his hands up and showing some strings dangled from his gloved fingers. I do ask that you think through your wish very thoroughly. Wishes have a very bad tendency of backfiring. He said with a sad tone, I looked at my boss with raised brow. That was the first time I've seen him shown any kind of emotion that wasn't, well, creepy happy is the best way to describe him. Seemingly sensing I was staring at him, his attention turned to me. Travis, can you please get something from my office? He asked with a hum. I looked at him with a confused, since I never was really allowed in there. But hey, you paid me, so I might as well do it, right? Sure, what do you need? I asked, looking to the counter and noticing that stupid doll staring at me again. Get the brown satchel bag that's under the desk. I am the young Miss Melissa, he owned, turning his attention back to her. His hands coming down to the dusty counter and drumming his hands on him. Sure thing, sir, I shrugged, giving one last look to the girl before turning and going to the office. Not before the that thing in the basement started banging again and startled me, quickly rushing past it and into the office. King Creel's office was surprisingly spotless. I say that Because the entire shop is covered in dust and cobwebs, so seeing such a nice office was definitely jarring. I know you guys are expecting severed heads and dead bodies everywhere, but he really just has a desk and some photos on the wall. All of them are scratched out, though, so I didn't really pay much attention to it. Going over to the desk and looking underneath it, I did see the satchel bag he told me to fetch. Taking it and heading out of the office, I came back to Melissa shaking his gro- gloved hand. Both of their attentions turned to me. Travis, good boy, you found it, he owned. As he mentioned motioned for me to come closer to him, I did and handed him the satchel. With a cheerful grin on his stitched-up mouth, he quickly slammed it down on the counter, picking up dust. Then he had both me and Melissa into a coughing fit. He opened it up and searched inside for a bit, his smile growing wider and seemingly about to bust his stitches. when he pulled out exactly what he was looking for. Pulling out a small can of what looked like skincare cream. Now, then, your exact wish was that you never wanted acne problems again, correct? He asked the colonel, tilting his head and waiting for an answer. From my angle at his side, I could notice that his head really strained the stitches on his neck. That would have been funny to see his head go rolling around the shop. Melissa well, looked uncomfortable obviously self conscious about being there, but she nodded to the voodoo salesman, who turns who in turn handed her the cream. She looked at it and then up to him. What a quizzical look on her face. Well go on, darling Try it out Creel said, a smile still on his face. Melissa looked down at it and uncapped it. I tried to peek from my spot next to Creel from behind the counter into the jar. It was a normal white cream like any other skincare product. Melissa sighed as she dipped her finger into the cream and got a conservative amount. Tabiting in her cheeks and face. She spread it out in circles on the surface and when she was finished... Pulled out her phone from her pocket and looked at herself, eyes raised, waiting for something to happen. And well, something did happen. She started screaming really loud, and her skin started sizzling and dripping off her face. Now I'm not squeamish, but being caught off guard like that, I backed, aw- backed up, and away from the counter. What what the fuck is in this? Lola screamed as her skin, as the skin on her face started dripping off her faster, like a melted candle. Meanwhile, I was behind the counter struggling to keep my food down. Luckily for me, I had skipped breakfast, so I just gagged a lot. You asked for no reacting, acting, dear. Creel hummed over her loud screams and the sizzling of her skin. Now you won't have to worry about that ever again. He home with a, with a soft chuckle. He watched her squirm and scream some more. At this point Melissa's face was mostly on the floor. In a bloody mess. She clawed at what was left through her skin. As it melted her down to the, to her skull and bones. Her hands were spared either. As they... Two started to melt off the skin off. It took less than two minutes with a girl called Melissa who had become nothing but a steaming pile of bones, blood and other gross shit on the floor. Travis, be a good boy and clean this mess, please. Greel said as he turned his attention to me. I was still hacking and looked up looked up to him like he was insane. I just watched some girl die in front of me, and now he wanted me to get rid of her. Just a little bit crazy, don't you think? I, I, I started to stammer, holding my stomach and shivering at some, some at what I would just seen. But my gaze turned when he gripped me by the shoulder and stared into my eyes with his buttoned eyes. Be a good boy, and clean this up. But the of bones in the trash bag, it tossed it into the basement. <clears throat> he hummed to me, raising his finger quickly when I tried to remind him that I wasn't allowed in the basement. I'll be down there, so don't worry about it. He hummed, patting me hard on the back, walking over to the door, unlocking it with a key he produced from his suit pocket and inserting it into the basement door. Opening it quickly, he closed it behind him. I heard his muffled yelling and whatever was downstairs scurrying away from the door as his footsteps disappeared into the unknown. Looking over at the pile of human bones and blood, I sighed and looked behind the counter, putting on rubber gloves and getting out a mop when I work. Crack- Collecting all the bones by hand, I put it all in the trash bag. I did my best to hold my breath. I didn't know if you wanted the organs in there too. So I just scooped them up quickly and shoved them in the bag, gagging, gagging hard when I finally let them into the bag. Setting aside, I did my best to mop up the lo- leftover blood. I did a- decent job for my first time being my first time and all. Finally, I got the bag and went over to the basement door, looking at it and swallowing a lump in my throat. Before I opened the door and locked and looked down into the pitch black hole, looking at the bag, I tied it up as good as I could and chucked it down there, closing the door again and sighing as hard as I kept a hand on it and looked down at the floor. A little shining piece of broken porcelain caught my attention. Reaching down, I grabbed it and looked at it. It was just a piece of, it was just a white piece. Maybe from a vase or something? So I shoved it in my pocket and went back to my stool. Pulling out, my phone is shivering as I scrolled through it. King Creole returned after thirty minutes, slamming doors shut and locking it mumbling something to himself as he took off his hat and dusted it. Looking over to me, and his smile returned, and he walked over to me, peering over the counter to my work. Excellent, Travis! He hummed, wrapping his arm around me and looking at me like a proud father when his son caught his first fish. Why don't you take the rest of the day off? Here, for all your troubles, he hummed. Rolling his fingers when he was like he was doing a card trick and producing $200. Staring at the that amount of money and then back at him. He could have asked me to lick the dusty counter. I would not have done it. Taking it from him, I nodded and thanked him. Getting everything I came with, my phone and nothing else. I unsucked a pin from the voodoo doll and left without, say, without another word said. Now, look, I know you're all thinking I covered up some girl's death or helps get rid of her body. And you're right. I did. But in my own defense, I did get paid a lot to do it, to do it. And it seems like everyone thought she ran away. No police ever came to the shop and they never do whenever a wish goes bad. So you start preach. So don't you start preaching to me. Not like I'm the... One telling people to make wishes without them thinking it through. So if you ever end up at the shop, think your wishes through, okay? Now, I need to get back to work. Customer just walked in.